0: Hi everyone, it's Artie from Human Chapters. I'll tell you a little bit about the human chapters. Humans are living narratives with the past, present and future. These narratives constitute of a number of chapters across the lifespan. The aim of these conversations is to highlight a chapter of the narrative and unpack its connections to other chapters. I don't care whether people are natural storytellers but I truly do believe each person has a story that's worthy to be told. Here's an acknowledgement to country. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land which now comprises Greater Shepparton. We pay respect to their tribal elders, past and present and emerging. We celebrate the continuing culture and we acknowledge the memory of their ancestors. And today we're going to be talking to Salone. Salone is from the UK. And her chapter is Stay
1: at Home, Mom. Beautiful. Go for it, Saloni. Hi Artie, thanks for um, having me on here. Um, You've got some really inspirational people that have come on here. So um, yeah, just honored to even um, have this chat with you. So thank you for that. Um, I'm Saloni, originally from um, Kenya, Mombasa, lived there till I was um, ready for my A-levels and then came to the UK. Um, at the age of 16 and have been in the UK since so I now live in London but I started off in Oxford Um, so I've I've traveled quite a lot around the UK um, for different parts of my um, life but yeah now now residing in London I have two little girls um, and I have a lovely husband who uh, looks after me and lets me do whatever I want to do so yeah happy days um, and, and yeah, stay at home mom, um, changed from, um, my career, um, to becoming a stay at home mom about seven years ago when my, um, elder one was born. Beautiful. So, me I'll backtrack
0: a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your career, your uni life. Um, and perhaps if you can go back to that time, what
1: were your dreams and aspirations at that time? Um, So I I think um, anyone that knew me before having children would um, have said probably that I was quite driven. Um, I was always, um, I was on, you know, placements, graduate programs. Um, I started off on a graduate program um, for project management at American Express. um, And it was really hard to get into. I still remember there was... um, I still remember this statistic because it was so hard. There was 20,000 people and 20 jobs, um, 20,000 people that applied and 20 jobs and I managed to secure one. Um, and it was a graduate program to sort of get yourself up to sort of leadership. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, from then on, I um, I lived in Brighton at that point. Um, from then on, I, I went and worked for another company um, in uh, Aon, a company called Aon. Um, and I was there for... I don't know how many years, I think maybe eight, nine years. Um, And again, in change management, process improvement, um, project management, client facing roles. Um, So always traveling, always um, quite demanding roles. Um, And yeah, really loved it. And I always thought that I would still be in a career even after children. That the thought of being a stay at home mom was never there. Uh, My mom um, gave up her career to have my brother and me. But Um, because I, because she moved to Kenya, but with me being in the UK, I never thought that that was something that I would actually do, Um, it doesn't mean I won't go back to my career um, once the girls are a little bit older, but for now, yeah, it's definitely the right thing that happened in our world, um, and a right fit for us, Um, but yeah, that was a bit of my background um, before. That's amazing, so
0: what, um, what sparked that thought or what yeah where was the conception of it and how becoming a stay at home yeah yeah
1: um so I think sometimes um things happen in our lives that um we don't control and um it changes our perception of what we want out of life and what we want out of um our day to day so the roles that I was doing was um, client facing or um, you know, change management. So I'd have to actually travel away from home sometimes four days a week. Um, So after I got married, I was in Sheffield for four days a week. Um, And I was, uh, I remember it was a, I was having to move work from one office to another and we were closing it down. So I had to be on site. Um, And I actually got pregnant. And um, on one of the um, occasions when I went up there, this is where it gets a bit sensitive. um, I actually had a miscarriage um while I was up in um in Sheffield so it was a four-hour train journey up there and then obviously this happened um and that sort of started me thinking differently because I was away from home I had to go to hospital on my own I had to get all that news and then the same day I'd done a four-hour journey up there a four-hour journey back just to get back home and then obviously took a week off or I I can't remember how long a couple of weeks or whatever um after the after the situation had happened Um my company was incredible. Um, they they knew how important it was for me to have a family. Um, so they changed my role and I became more um working from home and um I became a business analyst. And even though I was client-facing and I'd have odd meetings, I didn't have to travel many days a week away. Um, so that was amazing and they were incredible, especially when I conceived my old one.
0: Um,
1: because I needed um the first three months for me even in both my other pregnancies was very trying they were very difficult and um they there were times when we were worried that something might happen again Mm -hmm. um so once I had um my elder one I'd obviously gone through this whole process of anxiety and, and all that um she um got a dairy allergy and um she had really bad reflux so she was sleeping on me um, for almost nine months before I could lie her down because she couldn't lie flat because she would just bring everything up and it would actually really hurt her she was on medication she was on um, special milk um, and I was at the doctors and I'm not exaggerating every week um, for the first six months because we didn't know what was going on with her until the pediatrician sort of worked it out and worked with us to sort it out so I was quite nervous about sending her um, into nursery because I think a lot of children go into nursery in the UK a lot earlier. So they go in at about one year um, when they're one years old. Um, I'd, I'd signed her up because I was ready to go back to work. Um, and luckily um, I was about to, I was drained, I was finished. <laughs> um, I had a phone call from my manager and he basically said, there's a redundancy program going on at work. Um, we, we can either offer you a more senior role um, or you can take the voluntary redundancy. It's up to you to make your decision. So um, I sat down with my husband and we, we had a chat and we made the decision um, together that actually I need that time to recoup and I need to keep her, my little one home because... I was worried that if she went to school and she was fed the wrong thing, she might have an allergic reaction and then we would have other problems. Um, And we were just getting on a process where we were starting to wean her off um, uh, the the dodgy milk and put her on nice milk. Um, And I was also on a very strict weaning program for all different types of foods to make sure that she wasn't reacting with, you know, wheat and egg and all that kind of stuff. Um, So we made that decision and I also changed nursery that we were going to send her into to a Montessori where it was term time only so on holidays um she would be with me and then also I wouldn't have to worry about after school clubs um breakfast clubs you know it was literally she could go in for her set time and she could enjoy it but all the wraparound care would be obviously with me um and um my husband in parallel, was doing insane hours. Um, so how he coped with all of this um, while he was doing those hours and traveling is just something else in itself. Um, and as a balance for our family, this was the right thing for us to do, and and we did it. Um, and I've got no regrets. I absolutely loved it. Um, we she started nursery and, and she she thrived um we weaned her off she's now on normal milk um she's on great food she, she doesn't have any allergies um and um I, you know I had I had the help of an incredible homeopath and cranial osteopath so you know there was a combine. there was a lot of stuff that I was doing just to get her back you know to to be able to do what she needed to do um and then I remember when she was about Two, two and a half, my husband got placement out in Singapore and we we um had a chat about actually I could go back to work now because she's fine. Um, or we could start trying for another one because if we don't do it soon, I'm so burnt, I'm not sure I'll do it again. Um, Mm. and it took so long to conceive the first one. I didn't know whether the second one would take quite so long. And within the same month, I had conceived my second one. Mm. Um, so it was pretty spectacular, pretty amazing for me because um it had been quite a, a roller coaster journey for me. Um, and then um, that pregnancy went well, really well. And I think it could be because I was a stay-at-home mom. I was able to dedicate my time to myself and my older one and my pregnancy. Um, obviously, my husband was a great beneficiary of it. Um, so it was, you know, it was wonderful. Um, and I had my second one. So I, I just haven't gone back. And we've always kept the girls in... Um, in in schools now, um, as opposed to nurseries, because I'm always home. So I can keep them in the half terms, in the end of terms. Um, There's no breakfast club or holiday clubs. If they want to do a holiday club, like the older ones older now, then she can do it for fun. But I don't send them because I have to send them because I've got the pressure of work right now. Um, So now that my younger one is now started school, and she's in, you know, that sort of thing, maybe um, at some point, I might consider Going back in, but yeah. the way I am right now, I'm loving it. So um, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready yet um, to to do it because I love. Uh, for me, my sports is quite important. Um, obviously, the gyms are closed right now, but that's what I used to do. So I drop them. A lot of people say to me, "What do you do all day?" But you know, I'd I'd always find stuff to do, um, and I'd be working out for you know a couple of hours a day. Um, come back, I'd cook you know food that day um for the girls and and things like that so my day would go really fast Mm. um but I think people people that are working do still wonder what stay-at-home moms sometimes do (laughs) yeah before we delve into
0: that part of the conversation um and feel free not to respond to this question or um yeah just just decline it if it's uncomfortable but i'd love to know so when you did go through the miscarriage what was your of course the technical sort of experience
1: but after that what was that experience like um so i i think it's hard for i mean anyone that goes to miscarriage whether it's early on or later on it's a very difficult process Mm -hmm. um in the asian culture there's a people don't talk about it. Um, So, you know, um, I did um, because one in four do have miscarriages and it it, is quite normal. Um, But it doesn't make it easier. Mm -hmm. Um, I also am the kind of person that is really bubbly and really out there. But when it's something this personal, I do internalize. So it was quite hard. Um, The process was um, difficult for for both me and my husband, because once I'd gone through all that, um, it took time for me to build up the courage or the or, or um, the desire to try again because I was scared. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I've always had incredible support from my my in laws, my parents, um, my husband. Um, you know, my immediate family, my brother. You know, um, my sister in laws. All of them have just been phenomenal. So I. I never really, um, I never really felt it. I, I will always remember it and I will always feel it, but I never, it, I didn't let it affect me to the point where I didn't try again and I didn't want to do it again. Um, I, I kind of went through the process of dealing with it and then and then we went for it again, but it wasn't easy to conceive um, even the second time around. So um, I think for me, it was quite, and I think a lot of women go through it where it's quite an emotional roller coaster these days because a lot of people I don't know whether it's true but a lot of people are conceiving a little bit later so you know my body had changed um, and it was sort of going through that whole process so you're going through your hormones and then you're going through your physical body and yeah it it's hard um, but yeah you get you get through it and I think once you like luckily for me I was blessed with my girls I remember saying if I even have one um, I will I'll just be grateful um, and um, even if I don't, you know, we'll look at other options of what we do because I always wanted to be a mom. Um, but I think it's a, it, it's a mind, you know, it, take, it everyone takes different amounts of time to sort of recover and, and go through that process of, of doing stuff. Absolutely.
0: Um, thank you for sharing that. The next point I want to touch on is you always wanted to be a mom. Yeah, I've heard so many people say that from when they were kids and those sort of um, maternal experiences, you know, playing with their dolls and having this real connection. And they just knew that they wanted to be moms at some stage. And that feeling carried through, like, through all the phases of life until they were adults and they were actually
1: ready. Yeah. To-
0: Please explain that to me. What is it a- like? <laughs> when- I um,
1: so yeah just very curious I, I think I've always I think I've always had that playful side to me yeah. um and I've on my mum's side of the family I'm the eldest granddaughter so I've always been around younger children so I've always been playing with them I've always been around them um nothing equips you <laughs> for what being a mom really is um so you know that playful fun side um was a reality shock for me when I had the little one with the lack of sleep and you know all that kind of stuff I would not go through the baby stage again like I'm totally done um yeah. but now that now, now that we're past that um yeah. and we're just in tantrums and um playing um I can deal with that because that that comes to me quite nicely I am quite strict I do get quite cross sometimes um but at the same time if I ask the girls you know what would what you like what what do you like about me you know sometimes I joke around with them and and they'll say mommy it's because you're so funny um or you know we have fun or they 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 don't sometimes they don't want to go to school because they're having fun at home with me so I love that um and I love that I've had that quality time with them so I don't I I agree with you people say you know oh I want to I've always wanted to be a mom but actually the the reality of being a mom is, is very different to what you perceive when you're when you're younger but um i'm glad i had those instincts and, and those feelings because i've got no regret i absolutely love it like it, for me it's it's fun um i i you know being at home with them has never been a chore for me um there are moments where i think women need self-care and they need their own time and they need to have adult chats, not mums' ch- adult chats, like chats with people outside of the mum bubble or the children bubble. Um, and I, I'm lucky because my husband's always encouraged that and always let me do that. As long as you have that, uh, for me, for me, then the time I spend with my children is even more precious because I have, I have that energy and that want to be there. Um, and that
0: was so we've touched on it and I wonder if there is more to touch on it but the idea of a stay-at-home identity right the way you are expressing it it sounds incredibly wholesome and people like you said people wonder what do you do all day apart from the day-to-day sort of idea of what life is like could you unpack the different elements that you um of course kids being one thing you know playing with them and nurturing them spending time with them are there other things with your within that stay-at-home realm that you absolutely love and cherish
1: yeah i think i think for me the bit that i'm most grateful for is the little moments where i've been able to see things that the children have developed in um i've i love the you know i was able to see the first step or you know the the first words um, because I didn't send them maybe into nursery as quickly. Um, I love, I love seeing, um, I love seeing them when I pick them up at three because or three thirty. I, I because they're not they're they're tired but they're not exhausted. Um, so I get words out of them, which is <laughs> always a great thing. Um, I'm grateful that I don't have to send them, you know, to um, breakfast club and you know after school club and things like that. Um, and just the communication that I get with the girls because we're together literally 24-7, um, apart from obviously when they're at school, um, is something that i always be grateful for because I, I get to have that openness with them. Um, but that's not to say that working parents don't have this too. And, and it's so important that I say that because working parents are phenomenal. I aspire to be like working parents they do they juggle so much I've got so many friends that have incredible businesses or, or working in the corporate world um, and they manage everything and their children are phenomenal um, and their relationships with the children are phenomenal and I think that's the key thing it's I think we live in a very um we live in a very judgmental world yeah. um, and sometimes we forget that things that we take for granted or that we're lucky to be able to have the opportunity to do others don't but also people make those choices and we should appreciate those choices there's no right or wrong with parenthood um and i've seen good and bad in both scenarios so you know i i just feel grateful for what i've got if that makes sense um and and being exposed to so much around me, I never I never stick to my little bubble. So I, I feel grateful for all my friends and family that are doing all sorts of different things. Um, because I think it's important for the children to see that. Right.
0: And I think you you've brought um but you've touched on such an important point. It's it's more a personal choice and it's what feels right for you, right? Like sure, we can j- easily judge someone for what they're doing. But are we actually then asking, is it right for that person? Like, with me? Yeah. But, yeah. And um, with that personal choice, yeah, everyone's different. If what works for people. Yeah,
1: like, really like, you know, I know that we've worked so hard as women um, and men um, to get our career. Um, so initially it was a shock actually everything I've worked for I'm now actually giving up for a little while Um, and change for anyone is a bit of a shock Um, but sometimes um, people don't understand the journey that you've gone to or the conversations you're having as long as you've got a mutual relationship with the partner that you're deciding these things with or yourself um, then people Um, have to appreciate that there is a reason why maybe sometimes people are doing these things Um, and also some people don't have the choice Um, so my husband's hours are insane he travels so he can't I can't rely on him on drop-offs and pickups for the children and We made a decision as a couple, because he would if I wanted to go back to work, but we made a decision as a couple that actually, we need a bit of balance, um, because we were both traveling, we were both having that sort of career. So we both needed a balance as a family, um, initially, especially, especially because I was so burnt out as well. and then once we get that balance, I mean, we made sacrifices, we, you know, we've stayed in our flat, which we've made it simple so that I can walk to school, um, you know, just things so that, you know, I do drive, don't get me wrong, but it's just keeping everything very simple for now to make it work for us. Um, and then when the time is right, we can then push ourselves, but, you know, it is interesting because everyone judges. Um, you know, I hear comments, I've heard comments over the last seven years um, directed at me. Um, and um, sometimes it, it, I I block it. But actually, some people could get quite affected um, by some of the things that people have said to me, because I've had, you know, oh, you've worked so hard. What do you do all day? What waste of your education. Um, I've had someone say, oh, but if you don't work, um, are your children going to be driven because then they're just going to look at you as a stay-at-home mom? Or, you know, um, one that a lot of people have said, which is quite funny is, oh, you can organize all the social because you're not working. because you're you're not busy during the day so you you set up everything and then we'll we'll deal with it you know you know we can we can play with it later so I've had it all but I have a I have my own little barrier and I know they mean well and they don't understand what maybe I'm doing during the day or or the reasons why I'm in what I am in um or where I've come from you know so I kind of um I kind of block it but I just think yeah unfortunately this is the society we live in and, and also where we live so if i was in kenya maybe or or india um or, or um you know even maybe some of the european countries um stay-at-home moms are more uh, you see them more so um that's more the norm and then the working moms are looked at in a different way which is really sad so i don't think there's a right or wrong and i just think it's it is what it is and you've got to as long as you put a barrier up um and you do what feels right for you as a family and as you as a person that's the best thing you can do
0: yeah and so with with all of those comments and remarks um for me so my sort of perception is oh that's a point of education right sure it's easy for you for someone to say that to you but how have you responded or have there been times that yeah what, what have your responses been
1: to such comments well when when people ask me you know what you're about the children you know like are they going to be driven or what they're going to do I I literally say and it is the truth I I've asked them I've said to them girls I'm happy to go back to work but you'll have to go to after school club and both girls have said no um, I'd love to have mommy at home right now. So I don't think, and they know where what I've done before, um, and so I've explained that to people when they've said stuff like that because that that's a little bit more uh, for me a bit more sensitive. The oh, what do you do all day, and and you know what what um, do you get bored and stuff like that. That doesn't affect me because actually. I know deep down that I'm busy and I'm really happy with what I do. And I feel grateful to be able to go to the gym um, or um, do the passions that I have, you know, whether it's charity work or going to the gym or, or, um, uh, you know, whatever it is, admin work, helping out in the house, whatever. it it doesn't affect me um, because, you know, that stuff, yeah but if someone then brings the children and that's when you're gonna that's the only time I'll, I'll respond <laughs> yeah that's that's when I think actually guys they're fine um and you know it doesn't mean that I've never worked it doesn't mean I won't work um so yeah yeah I think it's fine and I, I think sometimes it's better not to say too much because you don't want a confrontation either um people have their perceptions of um what they believe is right or wrong and um, you know, I I remember someone saying to my husband, Oh God, she's not working. God, that must be really irritating for you. She must call you all day. You must get so you must she must eat your head. Um, and he was like, Well, actually, I don't hear from her at all. Um, but yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for caring. Um, so you know, it is funny because everyone wants to put in their two pencils but I think that's in everything um I think that's people judging working moms I think that's people judging women I think that's you know everything so you just have to take it with a pinch of salt and um do what feels feels right for you um as long as you can work it out with yourself or if you have a partner with your partner then I I don't think it's an issue
0: absolutely now and that's so nice to hear you say that despite or whatever comes your way you always look at for yourself first you and your family and yeah I think
1: it's important and then you can put your energy into yeah. um, everything because I think at the end of the day especially you know now that you've we've been through COVID as well we've all been isolated with our families um, and had to spend time and I have to admit it hasn't been that difficult for me because I'm used to being with the girls it's been hard because we live in a flat um so you know the outside space is what we lack but in terms of hanging out with the girls 24 7 um was was hard from the homeschooling perspective because I then had to figure out what they were doing um but in terms of like hanging out as a as a the four of us like I could do it I could easily do that again like I loved it um but I would love it if I had a bigger space like <laughs>
0: I think that would make it easier absolutely that was going to be my next question was what was COVID like for you and in particular what was the homeschooling situation like
1: the homeschooling homeschooling is hard because they've got timetables and they've got work and then you've got to send stuff in that was really hard especially um for the old one the younger one unfortunately initially um she's nursery age so it's really hard for them because they don't have that stimulation so i used to just try and get them out in the garden um you know we've got communal garden or or to the park or, or the woods or whatever we could um as much as possible but um that that was the hardest bit for us um we play a lot of sports so once the tennis courts outside closed that was that was it um it was really hard for us because uh, my husband to give me a break would take them for an hour to play and they both love it and um, and then they'd come back so now we just use the garden and we actually play the tennis on um, in the garages and every all the neighbors know us so they they're great they're just like okay we won't bring our cars at this point kind of thing so um so you know we, we found ways um to to deal with it but um yeah, it, it's it's been it's been hard because I can't go back to my, to Kenya. I can't. I haven't seen my dad. I haven't been able to get the girls out. Um, lockdown is really tough for any family. Um, but I think because I'm so used to half terms with them, uh, holidays with them, always picking them up, always with them, I, it hasn't been hasn't been catastrophic. Um, Uh, I know I joke about it on my Instagram, but it hasn't been like, (laughs) it hasn't been that bad. Um, So yeah, it's been okay. No, luckily. Absolutely wonderful
0: to hear. Um, The other thing I wanted to ask was um, sort of looking forward or or actually no, you mentioned that uh, getting a group outside of the mum's bubble and sort of having those engaging conversations or whatever it is the connections tell us more
1: about that how does that fill your bucket as a um so one of the key things the two key things for me that has that helps me um one is um sport so initially back in the day it would be squash but now obviously I don't do that so it's you know my yoga my um my body conditioning my you know my workouts um and then um, in lockdown, it's been running um, because I get that time to sort of do my own stuff. Um, but through that, I obviously, through the club, I've obviously made friends um, and a lot of them don't have children. Um, so, you know, I'll have my stimulation during the day, potentially through that. Um, I, um, my husband realized quite early on that, um, because we had a, a good chat about it, that you know, I'm happy to be a stay-at-home mom, but I do need, Um, and he knows I'm so social. I do need to be out. So he was amazing. He would, um, once or twice a week, I would just go out with friends. Um, it would either be, it could be moms. Um, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of mom friends. Um, or it would be just friends that I've had from, um, Kenya or university or work. Um, and even, um, a lot of my male friends that I haven't seen for ages or my cousins, um, and I'd go out for a couple of hours and, and sort of just hang out with them. And it was it's really nice because it's just yeah I don't talk about the kids then. Um, we obviously little bits, but it's more about, um, you know what they're up to and, and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I love that.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Um, and what about so you mentioned a tiny bit for in regards to your husband and comments um, directed at him. Do, is it a frequent thing that happens? Or... No.
1: Yeah. It's just random you know like guys chat and they start joking around and you know when they're having a beer and stuff but he he he's so good he just shuts it down within one like one comment he'll be like yeah I don't really hear from her um yeah. which yeah. is actually the truth like yeah. I don't he's so busy there's no point ringing so so I don't even bother like we'll WhatsApp um and even that it's like you know where's the gas bill or you know um I need to find this uh so I can sort out this piece of thing so he's been home in lockdown and it's been fine yeah we've been great um you know we we, everyone needs space at that points but um yeah yeah it's it's fine he normally just shuts it down yeah which is good. And
0: I was just thinking about the other sort of, um, you know, peer pressure. And we have there is peer pressure at school, but even as adults, um, the different phases
1: of life, there's there's some sort of that peer pressure. And no, got- so there are there are points when I will always reach out to certain friends and say, actually, I'm thinking maybe I should go back to work um, because I genuinely want to do something, and they will advise me on what uh kind of stuff that I should maybe consider because I need to now think about my balance and all that kind of stuff so over the time you know sometimes when people say it quite a lot sometimes it'll play on your mind sometimes you'll have a little look and then you'll you'll decide either way um so there have been stop gaps where I've thought actually you know I do love I do love working as well but you know it was something that I enjoyed and I, and I did love so it's not like I won't go back but that's why when the um second lockdown happened I actually set up the Instagram page not to work but just to give myself another hobby because I couldn't get to the gym I couldn't have the social interaction that I'm used to yeah. so this brought a new avenue for me and it also gave me something new to learn so I got to learn about Instagram I've, I've learned you know how to make a video how to how to make you know using different applications to make things look better um and it you know, it's a hobby for me, but it's, it's great because I'm learning every day. And I think that's, that's one of the most important things I think for anyone, whether you're a stay at home mom or not, you just want to grow all the time. Um, and I'm grateful that actually, I listened to my friends and my husband and finally did something about it because they've been telling me to set up something for ages and I've just ignored them because I'm too scared. Um, but yeah, I've been able to, you know, I've been able to do it, connect with everyone. So it's, it's been amazing. And it's only been since November, right? So it's only been a yeah. It's pretty amazing.
0: Such a short time. Okay. The next one is what is balance for you, you as Soloni, just one person. What? Yeah. What is balance?
1: I think I think balance just needs to be um, as well. As long as you if you if you need to do things for other people and things for your family and things for uh, things that you just genuinely need on your to do list that you need to get done, just making sure that you have a little bit of time to have a respite for yourself. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be a large amount of time, but even if it's just you know a little bit of time a day. Um, to take a bit of time out it doesn't have to be meditation or you know something like that just anything that you can do just for yourself whether it's Netflix or going for a run or whatever um so I think I think for for me as a person that's really important um or, or finding something that I can do for myself as a family I think balance is really important for us because um if we were both working and traveling and all of that, I think we would have struggled as a family. I wouldn't have been able to cope. I'm I'm very organized, but I also get quite stressed. And I when I do something, I like to do it properly. And if I'm stretched too thin, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, I, I like to make sure that
0: there's a bit of me time in that. Absolutely. No, that's beautiful. And the second one is what is growth for you? Growth
1: yeah yeah. Growth, yeah yeah um so I, I I think as time goes on in our lives we change yeah. um so the kind of things that we wanted to grow in change um so for me now um it's you know as I I like to I like to think of like new hobbies um things that just stimulate my mind um, and for me, physical exercise is really important. So um, growth in that way, not obsessively, but just maintaining um, how I feel, um, because it, it releases endorphins. So just maintaining that is for me, it's growth. So learning like so, uh, you know, I learned Blaze or I learned a new class. Um uh, next week I'm, I'm doing some dance exercise stuff. So it's just making sure that whatever your passion is, trying to for me, um, trying to just take a little bit of time out to do a little bit on that
0: um that's so wonderful and now tell us a bit about your instagram account and real and a bit and that journey in itself because um it,
1: yeah yeah so that that was um crazy um it was it I basically uh was struggling a little I think everyone was struggling in the first lockdown um everyone was quite down so I created um a video on toast released it on my personal account and actually it was so lovely because I got connected with so many people on my Facebook that I hadn't chatted to for so long and it brought so many smiles um so a lot of my friends encouraged me to actually start putting things out more um And they were like, this stuff's actually quite a little bit funny. So people, other people might relate to it and enjoy it. So I finally got up the courage to build, to to set up an Instagram page because I didn't want my children on any of my social media. So the reason I've set it up is so that it's got, it's just about mum life, but not not got their pictures or their videos and stuff on there because my personal stuff has it. Um, And yeah, I'm really glad I did it because I've got, connected to so many incredible people um, I've learned so much so quickly um, on how to use the application um, and um, just you know networking and yeah it's just been really fun um, to do I've I, I didn't realize I was funny um like that funny um, <laughs> until I started doing it um but I've, I've used it more as an outlet so it's for me what I've I call it relatable because it's stuff that I think of that. I think actually, I'm sure others are thinking of it, um, and that's what I put out there. So I, I didn't expect it to grow more than 50 followers, and these were probably 50 people that knew they had to follow me because they were my mates. Um, I thought it was. I was literally dancing when I got to 50. I was like, "Hey guys, this will be a bit of fun for you." Um, and you know, as it's grown, it's just been so lovely because people have been so supportive, so kind. Um, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect social media to be quite so kind um so yeah it's been really fun I, I I really love it and I've um I'm a bit scared because last a couple of days ago I asked if people wanted me to do more lives and um they've said yes so there'll be more stuff coming coming on there so yeah it, it's, it's really fun and it, it's just an outlet yeah it's been amazing
0: that's right no I I look re- I look forward to it um it always yeah keeps- we'll hopefully get you on there as well you can come
1: on with me <laughs> Sure. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm busy this week. Uh-huh. I'm busy.
0: When when else would you like me? I'm busy then too. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, I, can't I can't do it. I I won't do that. No. I would I would happily do it. <laughs> I'd be so scared, but yeah. It would, I think it'd be amazing
1: because it's nice that people know what you're doing because you're doing so much. So I I just think it'd be really good for people to be aware of it. <laughs> Sometimes I just think. I love talking
0: too much. That's probably where it is. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And the other thing, Selene, I wanted to tell you, um, you know, with the whole idea of stay-at-home mom and the stigma around it and all of that, the judgment around Mm -hmm. it, as I'm growing older, and this has been for the last few years, is I've just appreciated my mom that much more right? Mom has always been a stay-at-home mom. And I sort of, you know, we graduated and yes, there's the career and this is what we're doing. And as, of course, with age probably comes wisdom, but the amount that they did and the amount that they probably sacrificed and, yeah, yeah, I have those open conversations with her and
1: I'm like, oh my goodness, it's, yeah I think I I think um maybe I I do think that also because my mom did kind of she moved country and she she gave up a lot to to bring me up and my brother up and she didn't she had she did work for a little while in that in that time but um most of it was at home with us it wasn't an alien concept to me um Mm -hmm. to become a stay-at-home mom and because I'd had so so, and I still am so close to my parents and I've seen the benefits of it and and how much I loved it um for both my husband and me um it it, it's never been a a sacrifice it's always been a um yeah that's what we're going to do um and if anything changes anything change you know circumstances change I might have to go back to work um or I may want to go back to work but Sometimes we forget, like, or we don't, not we, but everyone's got different backgrounds. So some people um, have had parents that have had to work um, when they were younger, um, and then others haven't. And I think some of that foundation is what leads us to some of the decisions we make later on. Um, It might not be, but for me, um, it was never a taboo. It was never something not to do, because it was the most incredible Thing that I'd seen, so um, I agree with you. I think I think sometimes we don't sometimes realize if we did have a mom that did, you know, even the ones that worked and brought up children. I mean, back in the day, it's also just as hard as it is now. Um, so it's pretty phenomenal what any of these moms that any mom does. Um, so I think I think sometimes um, it's just a shame that people judge anyone in this scenario because I, I genuinely feel that anyone who who is a mom or even not a mum? who is, is progressing in their career, whoever has made that decision not to, because there's, there's, there's a taboo on, oh, why don't you want to be a mum? They shouldn't be because people make these decisions based on their circumstances, their backgrounds. They might have tried to be a mom. It might be a sensitive subject. They might not want to be a mom. Um, and I, I, I think the, the key thing that I've learned is um, especially over the last seven years you know um, and maybe it's my age and maybe or maybe it's becoming a mum. is it it's just a shame for me that people aren't more um, understanding and and welcoming and I'm hoping now that we've gone through COVID and people have seen um, you know such tough times that I'm hoping that people are more accepting of people's decisions whatever they are because for them it's the right thing um, and we shouldn't judge it, and I think all the society sometimes do, unfortunately, um, and it's a shame because it it, affect, it people don't talk about it, but it can affect you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the reality is we never know what's going on behind closed doors or what has happened.
1: Yeah. That's
0: led to, um, yeah, just being a little bit kinder. Um,
1: yeah, just be just being a bit more sensitive because, you know, people... You know, but I, I, I get really irate when people say, oh, but she's just got a dog or, or she's just got a cat. Like, you know, and it's stuff like, OK, but to them, that's actually their baby um, and they love it and they've made that decision. We don't know what 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 they're thinking, what what their circumstances are. So who are you or or mm-hmm. me or anyone to, to judge anyone's situation? You know, they might not want children and there's a reason for that um, and they don't need to explain that to you. Um, so I, I think, I think, yeah, I just, I just hope there's in, in, in time, um, especially now, um, there's more, more kindness and sensitivity around anything, um, in terms of decisions. That's right. And before
0: I sort of ask the final
1: questions,
0: um, has there been anything that you've wanted to say that I haven't actually touched on completely skipped over? No,
1: I think, I think if, if anyone wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, um, it, you know, a lot of people used to say to me, oh, um, I can't wait to get back to work because I get a bit of a break. It it is tough when they're one, uh, one years old, um, because they're still so dependent on you. Um, but what I would say is if, if you are, if anyone did want to be a stay-at-home mom, then as long as they're comfortable with their decision, their husband's decision, um, or their partner's decision, um, they find outlets for themselves um, to to give themselves that time to do what what they need for themselves, self care. Um, yeah, I I would highly recommend it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> no, that and, a- and if they don't, and if they don't, um, that's totally cool too. Yeah. Um, just, just do what feels right for yourselves. That's right. And now that you've experienced motherhood
0: for um, a few years, what is your romanticised romanticized stroke realistic view of sort of future motherhood and what you see that journey as?
1: So the girl's getting bigger. Yeah. So... Um, I'm hoping um, at some point I can go back to work um, if the right role comes up, which allows me the balance um, of being a mom and working. It's very important for me now um, to make sure that balance is there. Um, If I get that, I'll definitely go back to work because I do love it. Um, And that's not because society thinks I should or I shouldn't. It's more for my own brain and and my own stimulation. Um, But at the same time, I'm in no rush so it you know when it when and if it comes it comes um but yeah um I just love it If at some point we can get a bigger home so we can have a bit more space and and yeah and just go from there but yeah I've got I've got I've got no conception of what it looks like because so far it's it's great so if yeah. it keeps going this way I'm fine <laughs> I love it no
0: that's really good and it's yeah again it's so important you've said that like the you're you're here and now as opposed to far away in the future um where yeah I think a lot of people including myself sort of go oh what's happening there sort of thing but
1: yeah I read like i read like um the secret or you know things where if you if you visualize something it will it will happen um and I agree with I, I, I do believe in stuff like that as well um, but with a career I could say oh yeah in five years I could see myself being whatever and it's hilarious because I didn't do that um, in the end and it's, an, it's a typical like you know it's such an interview thing right so in five years I'm going to be like CEO I'm going to be sitting in your chair um, but you know um, with this it's circumstances change things can change we just don't know um, and as long as everyone's happy everyone's healthy um and you know everything's in some kind of equilibrium yes i'm I'm, I'm content (laughs) beautiful well thank you and finally you've said
0: the main key takeaway which is if you want to be a stay-at-home mom given all of those choices with partners and personal choice go ahead and do it but any other key takeaways you'd like to share with our audience
1: um I think the only thing I would say is don't don't get yourself wrapped up in the um opinions of anyone yourself and others um because then that way you you do follow what you genuinely want Um, don't let it affect you because um whichever route you go there will be an opinion Um, there always is Um, and you yeah you don't want it to skew what your vision and your your role in in that specific scenario is because i think people do that you know they if too many people keep saying it um as long as you're comfortable um yeah then go for it uh whichever which what you know whatever and, and sometimes people don't get to choose so you know whatever happens happens but yeah um own it enjoy it whichever route it is absolutely now seleni thank you so very
0: much for Taking the time um, to have this very important conversation about your chapter. It was beautiful. Um, and for someone that doesn't have kids, um, yeah, it was it's really
1: nice listening to what it is like being a mum. And no, oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I hope it um, I, <laughs> I hope it was okay. <laughs>
0: absolutely now and this is this is the beauty of conversations it's authentic there is no editing and it goes straight yeah. on the platform so no thank you everyone that's going to listen to this uh please share it with your friends family whoever resonates with it um just yeah spread the word and it's lovely to be listening to conversations people's stories people's chapters and yeah
1: that's it for me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Bye.